I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good morning, evening, afternoon, whatever time of day it is where you're at. Welcome to Collider Dailies. I'm John Algets, and joining me is Steve. Steve, how you doing? I'm good. You have a lot of energy, and I'm impressed. I am 100% faking it. I am so tired. <laughs> I feel like that's the norm for me, though, is just being tired. But, you know, I can, I can you know, get hyped up for Collider Dailies. I'm always excited to do this show. So, you know. I can I can push a little bit for this. Sure. Also, it's Monday morning, and uh, you know, for most people, that would mean being well rested after the weekend. But you know, we aren't most people. I don't think most <laughs> people are well rested after the weekend. I think wow, Monday okay. starts up. You know, but anyway. Theor- theoretically, they're supposed to be, but you know. No. No, doesn't always work out that way. But anyways, today we've got uh, just a a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. We're going to be talking about the how John has yet to silence his phone. Uh, We're going to talk about the Critics Choice Awards. We're going to talk about Nev Campbell potentially returning to Scream and what she would need to do so. But first, we're going to start off the show with the box office numbers from this weekend. Wow, this is uh, these numbers. Here's the thing. Box office numbers uh, confuse me these days because it used to be that numbers like these would be really bad or not as great, but the box office has been kind of on a downturn. So we here we are. Uh, domestically, this last weekend, we had Mean Girls pulling in $28 million. The Beekeeper at $16.8 million. Wonka staying strong in there at 8.4 pulling in fourth was anyone but you at 6.9 million and rounding out our top five was migration at 6.2 now of the of the like you know two big big releases this weekend being mean girls and the beekeeper steve have you seen either of them 
I'm pretty sure you've seen uh, I have seen it. I was not offered a screening of Mean Girls, so I have not seen it. I'm sure people at Paramount are loving hearing me say that. Uh, <laughs> but I just wasn't. So I never saw it. And uh, my schedule's been, I'm not going to go to the, I'm, no. And then with The Beekeeper, we did a screening of that with David Ayer in IMAX. And I'm going to say this, uh, like I've been saying nonstop, The Beekeeper's really good. It is an elevated version of the Jason Statham movie because of David Ayer. And it's a really fun, like, action-type movie, and it's over the top, and it's stupid, and it's like, it's what I want out of a Jason Statham movie. It's totally worth seeing. It is absolutely one of his better movies. I will say, watching the trailer and everything, I didn't expect a lot from it, but you're not the only person that I've heard say great things about it. So it is definitely, like... Kind of a little bit of a surprise to me that it seems to be as good as it is. But, you know, I'm definitely going to check it out when I get some time. I just have to, you know, get the time to go and see it. I, I uh, just want to point out David Ayer is a, a good director. And yeah. what's more, the other thing is, and, and and I brought this up in our in our event, is that if you watch Jason Statham movies, whether it be Fast and Furious or any other film, he's one of those people, let's just say, that doesn't like to get punched. He's always the guy who... You know, like, he's like Superman in a fight scene. And, like, listen, I'm a big fan of Jason Statham, but it's just not fun when he can just destroy everyone. And one of the things I like about Beekeeper is somehow David convinced him to actually take some damage and get, you know, hit and things. And um, specifically, there's a brutal fight scene in this mirrored hallway, and um, and it's really good. And, and that that's one of the reasons why the movie works is because – you know, Jason is not just unstoppable, except the scenes he is. And it works for this role. I definitely do feel like David Ayer is one of those directors that doesn't get the respect that he probably deserves. Like, he's he's a lot better than I feel like a lot of people give him credit for. Which, I don't know what it, maybe it's it's all just Suicide Squad rubbing off and people, like, got a bad taste in their mouth from that. But... He's he's quite good at what he does. You should watch if you haven't seen Fury or End of Watch. Uh, both of those films are real good. Obviously, he wrote Training Day. Um, there's a bunch of others, but uh, no, I mean he is you know he's a talented filmmaker. Yeah, so it's pretty pretty good. You should definitely go and check that out. Now, Mean Girls. This one seems to be an interesting thing because on Twitter over the weekend, one of the big like discussions that a lot of people were having about this movie is a lot of people walking out of it because they didn't realize it was a musical. Sure. <laughs> so that I, I don't understand walking out of a movie because it's a musical. Some people really hate musicals, Steve. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand it, but look, this is a, I, it's an issue. Because Hollywood does tend to hide when it's a musical, yeah. and because they're they're um, uh, they just do. And I personally like musicals, but I also think that you should advertise that it's a musical before you get into the theater, so people aren't doing like a bait and switch. But um, I would not walk out of a movie. Yeah, I think you know? the only thing about the marketing for this Mean Girls movie that like hinted that it was a musical, if you weren't in the know that it's based off of the the stage play the stage musical is the i think the the like the a in mean girls the logo has a musical note and that's like it that's your only signifier on any of the branding that it might be a musical 
it's this really weird thing about Hollywood feeling like they have to hide musicals. Maybe if they didn't, maybe more musical fans would actually go and see musicals see, and maybe mean girls would have a would have had a bigger box office bowl see here's the thing i think all the musical people they know it's a musical because there's only so many musicals being made it's about getting other people to come see it but i mean look the fact is that i got a press release from paramount i guess mean girls talk cost 36 million and over the four day i think it made like 34 or something um so, I mean, you know, in a week it's going to be – well, maybe not a week, but in two weeks it'll be profitable. So, you know, yeah. Paramount's fine. It's, you know, it's not a movie that costs $100 million. So I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not crying bomb or anything like that. But, yeah. you know, it's just it's, – it's one of those weird things about musicals. I just do not fully understand why they don't – why they're not upfront about it. But that's just – that's just me. And of course, we're talking about the rest of our top five. Wonka still, Wonka has some legs. I didn't expect yep. it to be staying in the top five for as long as it had, but that movie, it's got to be coming to the end of its theatrical run pretty close. That's, right? that's, that's the thing. I it, Again, I got a press release, but it broke 500 million yesterday worldwide, which yeah. is like a huge number nowadays because nothing is making a billion anymore. Like a billion is now going to be a, a very rare number but 500 million is a big number um and that i mean especially for wonka you know and uh uh warner brothers should be very happy with that number yeah and as people in the as people in the chat have pulled or have pointed out wonka's legs in the uk is ridiculous that's all in the game saying that it is definitely doing the most just purely internationally it definitely seems like europe has really picked up and ran with it uh so you know good good on them i still haven't seen it yet i i still haven't seen it either it's on my list i swear there's just so much stuff to watch that it's really really hard well the other thing is like as you know i do interviews for television and movies so i've been watching a lot of tv shows that haven't come out yet to for interviews that are coming up and um, anyway, these are, I mean, everyone cry me a river with my, you know, that I couldn't see Wonka, um, but I am going to watch it like in a theater. Yeah. It is definitely on the list. I just got to get around to it. Uh, I have no segue into our second topic today. Sure. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to try to force one. Our second topic for today and our title topic for this episode is Nev Campbell has said that she is open to returning to scream. Uh, but she does have some caveats. Uh, so she actually exited the franchise after scream five, because she felt that she wasn't paid fairly for the role. We don't know necessarily what those numbers are. Maybe she felt like she should have been continuing to be paid the lead salary when she was much more of a supporting character in that film. I don't know. We may never know, but she has said that she will be open to returning to Scream under the right circumstances, adding, if they were to come back to me, it would have to be with a respectful offer that I felt was in keeping with what I bring to this franchise. That's fair. Nothing yeah. nothing wrong with knowing your worth and advocating for your worth. All good things. The question I have, though, is, do you think that if she were to come back, that would do anything to stem the sort of bleeding that Scream 7 is currently sitting at. Because it's it's in shambles 
as it is currently. Well, and that's the reason why there's there's two options for them with everything that's going on. And one is you go to Nev, you make her the lead in the movie, you pay her like the lead in the film, and you surround her with a new group. And that new group hopefully takes over. You know, you have Nev essentially bringing, you know, like pivoting in this direction. Nev's the lead. She's surrounded by people. Then the surrounding people are scream eight and nine or whatever, and you and you figure that out before you start making it. Like, where do you ultimately want to go? Um, that's option one. And option two is you just do something completely new for Scream Seven, or you reboot it from the ground up. But I mean, they're in deep trouble, and there's no way they're keeping their release date or whatever release date they had. Um, and uh, you know, that's what I think you have to do. And I think bringing Nevin and paying her like the lead is probably what you should do. And then, like I said, surround her. Um, that's the smart maneuver, I think, with the situation they're in. I mean, I think if they are if they are 100% gung-ho about still continuing with it, then yeah, I definitely do think that that is the play. That being said, I think I have to agree with TNJ Omaha over in chat, who said, nah, they got to press pause on this movie until things settle. I think that maybe they should just let it sit for a while like maybe yeah, just did. walk away from scream they're not going to because yeah. i understand how the business works yeah. but maybe that is the smarter play they're never going to pause on this because this is a financial windfall for spyglass and the people that make it and they're they make these movies on a budget and they always perform and um you know it's not going to pause it's just it's uh the horror genre is just so popular at the box office and the cost of production of these movies versus the profit. It's like, uh, it's just a money-making opportunity. Um, and people love going to watch these movies. So like I said, it's just a question of you're either rebooting or you're staying and, and you, you're doing another direction. But like what they have right now, they, they have their work cut out for them. Just pay Nev and surround her with new people. That's the way to go. I think out of the available options, as I said, that is definitely the best way to go. But we'll just have to wait and see. We have a little while before Scream 7 even gets off the ground and running. As I said, it's in shambles currently. Uh, So we'll just have to wait and see. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, one more topic for today the Critics' Choice Awards was was last night, correct? It was last night. Believe me, it the, was the last like thirty six hours for me has been a blur, so I'm I'm missing chunks of time. The Critics' Choice Award was last night, and uh, yeah, Steve, you were actually you were actually there. You want to talk a little bit about that? What is it like to go to an award show like that? Well, first of all, I bought a tuxedo because I figure I'm I'm in the Critics' Choice. Uh, group, so I figured this will not be my only award show. God willing, one day I'll make it to the Oscars. Ne- never been offered a ticket, invited. That's like the dream. Uh, but I will say that I had heard a lot about the award show, and um, it's pretty crazy because, as you uh, as you imagine, 
you are when you come in uh, all the actors and the celebrities are like doing the red carpet i walked in on like the inner path but everyone sort of goes through the same hangar doors so if you're standing there there's like a ton of people watching the celebrities come in but i'm like standing there and it's like just a who's who of hollywood you know harrison ford walking by or uh, Robert Downey Jr. or Christopher Nolan or anyone who was at the award show last night was walking by. And, you know, like I've interviewed a lot of people. So like I, I go up to people and I say hi and it's like everyone's in a great mood and friendly. And the thing about it is that um, everyone, it's a, uh, everyone's just in a great mood and friendly. So the other thing is when you get inside the award show, what happens is it's very crowded in the tent. And everyone's sitting at their tables and like Oppenheimer's at a table or like Loki's at a table, Marvel, and everyone's at these tables. But in the commercial breaks, uh, everyone just stands up and is like schmoozing and walking around and saying hi to each other. Or like you go out to the bar um, outside where you first came in and like people are coming out to get a drink or there was a Cold Stone booth and a Baja Fresh booth. And so you go over there to get some food or like whatever. And there's like people hanging out. So basically you're, you're seeing like a who's who of Hollywood and the music industry. Um, and it's pretty crazy. I'm not one to do selfies. So I didn't do any of that. But if you look at my social media, you'll see, I took like a lot of photos of like Ryan Gosling or Kevin Feige or Phil Lord, Matt Boomer, um, Paul Giamatti, like a, a lot of people, um, John, I, it was basically nutty, but for just to let you know, and I know I'm, I've been talking for a while, <laughs> I didn't go up to many people at any tables, but I did do it once. And I went up and and said hi, introduced myself to um, Billie Eilish and her brother, Phineas, because I'm a huge fan of their work. And when else am I going to meet or talk to Billie Eilish? You know what I mean? So I, We're I not did that. music critics, so probably not very often. <laughs> Never. Uh, I'm happy to report they were super nice. Um, and like I said, everyone there is in a good mood and happy and friendly. And um, it was like it, it was I won't lie. It was pretty cool, uh, even if I had to wear a tuxedo. You know what? I think that we as a society just need more excuses to wear tuxedos because I like wearing tuxedos, but I'm also weird, I think. <laughs> Uh, listen, it, I, I had a really good time and, um, I'm just very thankful that the critics choice, uh, you know, awards let me in and I'm a member and that I was able to go and it was a really, really fun time. It really was. Oh, that's great. I, I actually would love to go someday, but we'll, we'll just have to see on that, but let's get to the actual winners and let's talk about who walked away with, uh, with an award. So Right out the gate, I will just say right now, when it comes to films, Oppenheimer, Clean House. Like, they did a lot of big pulls. They won Best Picture. They won uh, Best Supporting Actor with Robert Downey Jr. Uh, what else? Best Acting Ensemble. I'm pulling up here. Best Director, Christopher Nolan. And on and on and on. There's quite a few. Best Cinematography, Best Editing. They won a lot. The other big winner... Last night was the holdovers. They won best actor with Paul Giamatti, who that's, that's a good, that's a, that's a big win. I think, uh, I think that when it comes down to best actor now for the Oscars, I think that it's, it's going to be between Killian Murphy and Paul Giamatti. Yeah. If I had to venture, a guess. 
A hundred percent. Yeah. And just the same as when it comes to best actress, I think it's, we're going to have the battle of the stones. We're going to have Emma stone and Lily Gladstone are the two that I'm, I'm predicting on that one. Emma stone uh, last night, won for poor things, definitely a deserved win. I think she did a great job in that film. Uh, yeah, by the way, just, just to say um, like to me, the nomination is everything because it's very hard. Like every once in a while I'll say, okay, I, this movie to me is the best of the year. Like for me, Oppenheimer is the best of the year. I voted for Oppenheimer and Nolan, but often I don't have a favorite. Like, I just think there's, these are the few that I would really recommend. And with Lily Gladstone, she's phenomenal in the role. Emma Stone is phenomenal in the role. It's just also, I mean, like the nomination really is everything. Yeah. And it's, it's big. I think that, you know, whichever one of them wins is going to be well-deserving and just having their name out there, as you said, is the big deal on the television side of things. Uh, the, the three or the two shows that cleaned up the most were, uh, secession and the bear secession taking pretty much all of the, uh, drama awards and the bear taking most of the comedy awards beef also coming in and taking a lot of the limited series stuff and a lot of the other like side awards so congratulations to all of them one thing that i do want to that i do want to specifically call out uh the winner for best song went it, it went to i'm just ken from barbie yeah. which i mean okay yeah it's a great song but to me what stood out about that was just ryan gosling's reaction <laughs> to the win because you could tell that he very much did not expect that and i've i've heard that it seemed like not a lot of people in that room thought that that song was going to win they they expected uh billy to walk away with that one but no i'm just ken and ryan gosling's face and his reaction is just so memeable and i hope that it gets turned into a thousand gifts that i get to spam all over our slack channel whenever something ridiculous uh, happens I, I'm, I'm sure it's already happening uh and listen i think the song is fantastic but yeah i also thought billy was going to win yeah it definitely it seemed like most people at least on social media when i was you know as the awards were going out everyone was like wait really it was it wasn't billy but you know yeah let's, that's the way these things work sometimes i'm just ken is a fantastic song and you know um it's an earworm like, yeah. Also, keep in mind, both songs were from Barbie. So yeah. Barbie was winning either way. It's true. So but anyways, that's our show for today. That's all of our topics. Steve, uh, anything exciting coming up here shortly? Uh, we're going to Sundance on Thursday, uh, but um, I'm doing this Queen uh, Queen Montreal concert that is in IMAX on Wednesday night. And I think I'm going to have some more tickets so I put it on Twitter already, but if you're watching and you're in LA and you want to attend on Wednesday night, the it's going to be incredible watching, you know, it's only in theaters for a few days. Uh, go to the site or go to my social media, Collider Frosty. You'll get a link on Twitter or threads uh, to the article and, you know, um, RSVP uh, because I think I'm going to have more seats and, um, you know, you can see the concert film for free and in a spectacular IMAX theater. But then, yeah, in Sundance. We'll be there on Thursday um, and a ton of interviews. 
I am super excited about Sundance. I, I'm actually a little bit worried right now because my state is an ice cube. We were talking about this a little bit before the show. Uh, so there's like, I'm a little bit not entirely sure if like flights are even going to be going out. Uh, but I, I really, really hope so because I've been looking forward to Sundance since since you actually uh, <laughs> got me invited to go. Uh, so, you know, I'm looking forward to it. We're going to have some fantastic coverage that you can check out on Collider.com. You can go over to Collider.com for all sorts of great coverage and great information and all of the all of the details about any upcoming screenings and things of that nature. You can find that there. You can find it on, you know, Steve's social media and all that great stuff. Just go ahead and just check out the website. Just per- peruse around for a little bit. You know, give us some of that, like, ad revenue, please. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways that's all that we have for today's show uh we're gonna be back tomorrow same bat time same bat place but until then i hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and i'll see you later